I'm Morgan Dennis, and this is Storied. My wife tells me that she only hears about my sleep when I've had a bad sleep. So I've been trying to tell her more when my sleeps are good. And I slept really well last night, and actually for the last few nights. So I feel really good. I feel totally awake. It's such a good feeling. It's May 2nd today. It's tax day here in Canada, and I filed our taxes a little bit ago after struggling with them for the last week, but I think I got everything sorted. I actually did our own taxes this year after having an accountant do it for the last few years, but I used to do it a long time ago, but got out of the habit. But to save some money, I went in and uh, took care of it. I think it's all sorted. It's Monday today, and I've always really liked Mondays for some reason. Uh, We actually, my wife and I got married on a Monday. We eloped, so it fell on a Monday. And I'd mentioned the fact that I really like Mondays, and she thought it was crazy. But it's always just, I love the productivity of a Monday, Uh, the fresh start. You've got the whole week ahead of you. Um, I'm a Capricorn, not that I, I follow astrology, really. I have a friend at work, Jennifer Phoenix. Uh, she's a really popular professor, actually, and she teaches mythology. And I might actually have her on this show. We've talked ourselves about starting our own podcast, uh, but I think she'd be a, a good one to have on. But she's really into astrology, and uh, I've talked about it a lot. And And Capricorns, when I was growing up, when I was a kid and young, I never really understood the the statement about Capricorns being really business-minded people and never really made much sense to me. But as I grew up and um, became a professional, I really sort of connected with that, with that side, that, uh, that side to sort of, um, even though I don't have my own business, I, you know, I, I, I teach, but it's always felt like uh, I can relate now more to that side of being a Capricorn than I, than I used to. So anyways, Mondays have always felt really good. I sometimes struggle on a week after a long weekend because it just feels like it's hard to get that momentum or once you get it, the week is rapidly fit, uh, wrapping up. But of course, long weekends are are nice as well too. I'm not slamming long weekends. Over the weekend, I was looking up Sheila Hetty, the Toronto author on Audible. I was looking for her new book, Pure Color. Uh, she's a really interesting author. I've always I've always liked her. She's got a really unique voice. She's kind of quirky and and different and and I don't know. She's just uh, she's really interesting. She has uh, she's been one of the authors that have been aligned with that autofiction genre. I think in part for a few of her other novels, uh, How Should a Person Be, and then a few years ago, Motherhood. And she's worth checking out. And and so I was. It was on Audible, and and I thought I'd pick up her her new novel, which I haven't read yet. I, I, she's she reads it herself in Audible, and whenever I can, if there's an author I like, I like to actually listen to the author read the book. I find that it's um, I don't know, it reminds me of going to a re- an actual reading where the author you know reads, and you can kind of really get into the tone and the voice through the author's voice, which is just in my opinion a lot better. I actually listen to quite a few Audible books, and and sometimes I, I actually like the more theatrical. I'm surprised I'm saying this, but the, the more theatrical narrations of of audiobook readers. Um, 
depending on the on the author i can i can or the reader i can get into that voice but uh but i I tend to prefer it if it's the if it's the writer themselves but when i was on audible i saw that uh podcast that she had a podcast which i didn't know about it's called uh podcast with raisins and um i've listened to a few episodes now and it's it's funny you know she really she's doing something that I feel like is is a lot like what I'm trying to do in this podcast. I mean, the episodes are really raw and they're not edited at all. And, and they're, they're about her life. They're about her writing. And I think that in one of them, or a couple of them, actually, she, she's really sort of making these parallels between the, her more formal publications and um, I guess this more spontaneous uh, mode of expression in podcasting and she seems to there's a huge span of time between the episodes I think there was only seven or eight episodes and they came out I think the first one was 2014 so so there's there's a she's but they're they're not they're fairly spaced out the episodes and so she's actually it sounds like she's kind of circling back to podcasting every now and again. And um, in the few episodes that I've listened to so far, she, you know, she gestures toward, I guess, kind of testing herself in, in using podcasting to, to kind of break from some of the more, some of the difficulties she's had at really kind of getting herself out there, I guess. And she talks about, she talks really candidly about some of these struggles she has in her own writing. She doesn't go into too much detail about about that of the, the specific projects, but but she's speaking to in one of the episodes. Uh, I think this is the one she records actually in the middle of the night when she can't sleep and she's speaking about this latest novel, Pure Color, and some feedback she had about it and how she was uncomfortable with the feedback. Um, and but also was seeking sort of a more honest feedback that she was approaching somebody that she knew would give her that honest feedback, but she was having a you know hard time sort of digesting that, but also wanting it, and 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 some of her struggles, I guess, about um, about getting things done, getting work done, and and really putting herself out there. I felt like it was really an honest. It was pretty rare for an established author to do something so sort of raw and unscripted. And, and you know, in a few of the episodes, she was mentioning, okay, I'm just going to put this, I'm going to put this pop, a podcast up. Um, but also kind of, you could tell that when she was, when she was delivering the podcast, that she was kind of questioning whether she would or not uh, actually go through with it. So I wonder if she's had more that she hasn't uploaded in that time and she's kind of struggled with that. But uh, anyway, I found that was really interesting. You should check it out, Podcast with Raisins. Uh, it was just interesting to kind of see her grappling with, with some of the things that, I'm, that I've been toying with in this podcast myself. So it was quite validating for me really to, to hear this, to hear her kind of going through this and uh, you know, it, it made me wonder again why there aren't more podcasts that are like this that I can find. I was really surprised to see to see hers. It felt really timely to to see hers right now. And uh, but yeah, it made me wonder what why there weren't more. My cat Scooter has just jumped up on my lap and uh, is kind of wondering who I'm talking to. We've got two cats, uh, Siamese cats, Scooter and Badger, and uh, 
they're sleeping before, but when they wake up, they're, they're just, uh, yeah, they want some attention. He's purring. You might be able to hear that. So again, I, I looked for more podcasts like this. You know, I'm thinking of more uh, autofiction or even just autobiographical memoir-based podcasts. Uh, something almost like vlogging, I guess. And it made me it made me search for, I, I did a search on, I thought, well, plogging, is there such a thing as plogging? So I searched for plogging and, and there was, there was a hit on plogging. But it was nothing like what I was looking for. Plugging actually is a form of running <laughs> that was uh, first done in Sweden where people go for a run and they'll take a bag and a rubber glove and they'll pick up garbage as they go. So anyway, that's plugging. Not what I thought, but sounds good. Sounds like a great idea. I think I'd mentioned my first episode about journaling and how I started journaling, I think late last year, and I was doing it quite a bit and, and really enjoying it and and started doing it after a long chunk of, of kind of wanting to do it and and taking runs at it and always kind of wanting it to be perfect. Um, it's kind of like this podcast in a way that I, I've you know struggled with starting it and how to start it and and I'm still kind of struggling with finding my voice and where I want to go with it. But I found that my journaling has has I've done less of it since I started thinking about this podcast. And um, I suppose that it's filling the podcast is filling that itch to to journal because I'm I'm you know creating a form of kind of self reflection for myself, which I think is really you know the important part of of journaling. But I do want to make sure that I you know that I'm 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 not sort of not doing the journaling. I, I'm that this is kind of taking that place, but also that I'm not kind of taking the energy away from my other writing projects. Because I tend to do that. I tend to, you know, if I get interested in something, it, it tends to pull me away. And uh, while I'm enjoying this and the podcast and finding my voice, I also want to make sure that I'm not kind of being pulled away from uh, from from those writing projects as well. But I rec- really recommend keeping a journal. Um, you know, it's they say that the best time to start a journal is 10 years ago and the second best time is right now. So so if you haven't done that before, it's a, it's a really good thing to start. It's um you know and and the best thing about it really is that it can be it can be whatever you want it to be. I mean, you don't I found when I started my journal I thought do I do this every day? I should do it every day and I was doing it every day for a while, but then it found it felt like it was just sort of it was a bit more of an obligation. I also found that I liked doing it in the morning before I got going on my day, but I felt like I was kind of chronicling the day before. And it was just, again, this kind of rote um, expectation that I would that I would do this journal. And, um, and then I was kind of wondering if it was what's purpose it was serving. So, so, but, but it, it kind of evolved as I went. And, and I think that what I found is that it, it took a direction that I really wasn't expecting it to take. I mean, I, I started, um, you know, using that, it was, it became a kind of mindful, mindfulness tool. And, uh, and that was really great because it got me really conscious of my own reflecting and, and what was happening in my life and, and trying to make those connections. I wasn't actually reading, uh, the journal entries and I haven't since, I mean, I, I just wrote them and, um, and filed them away. And, you know, whether I returned to those or not, it wasn't really the point. It was more the act of doing. 
And I think like this podcast too, I do as I prepare the, the episodes, I've been listening to them a little bit, but it's hard for me. I, I, I also want to try to avoid doing that. Again, I want this to be to be a bit more of a raw stream of consciousness and to not be so meticulous about about what I'm saying and having that sort of doubt creep in because when I hear, you know, as anybody, if you you hear yourself kind of going on about things and you're like, oh, is that really what I want to be saying? I want to try to avoid that. That was actually something in in Sheila Hetty's podcast that I that I really connected with because it sounded like she was doing the similar similar kind of thing. I thought that was really, really interesting to for her to kind of be showing that side of herself, but it's uh, it's natural to do that. So I think whether it's um whether it's a journal or 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 this or this project, um, this more audio project, kind of following the threads and and just trying to make it work and not being so self conscious about it. One thing about the podcast too is that you know when I started it and I've been thinking about it for quite a while. I was thinking of it as a place to, you know, to have this reflecting on stories, as I've said, from my life that have significance in in some sort of bearing on on the person I've been, I've become, and and what those stories are and how they've impacted me in ways that I didn't really realize at the time. So I, I certainly want it to be that, and it, and and I have been circling back to stories from my life in that regard. But I think it's also interesting to kind of use it as this reflection tool and to kind of probe things that are, you know, occurring within the present and and to think about how those things might, again, sort of roll out into the future. So trying to treat myself as as this this point of this access point, I guess, between past and future and uh, and to really kind of see how those those dots are are connecting I'm also interested in, in in this whole project, but also generally, you know, in in thinking about what we remember and and how we remember. There's so many things that happen in our lives, and what is it about the things that are you know form these significant pieces in our in our memory? You know, what is it about those things? I mean, often those things are significant times. You know, a significant event that happens, or something that something that we kind of. Um, place a kind of narrative importance on again featuring heavily in in the people we are and the people we've become but what about those other memories we have those memories that are that are just you know mundane or ordinary and and we remember them you know we remember these things that happened there's just so many moments from my far childhood to 20 years ago that are just that are there but you know what 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 is it about those things that have survived what what is it about them and even the whole sort of texture and layers about those things, like uh, I'm just thinking of an example. I remember, you know, driving back. I was out fishing with my my father, and I I must have been. It was under ten. I was like seven or eight, and we were driving back home, and we had been out with a friend of his on, on this large boat, and I have a lot of memories of doing that, and 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 things that are again not that significant on that boat but we're driving my dad's old 1969 volvo and light was coming in through my windshield and he was kind of it was glaring and i think he wanted me to put down my sun visor and then i adjusted it but like why do i remember that <laughs> like i've always remembered that moment and and i've tried to figure out why that is and i I don't know what it is, but it's such a rich memory. You know, it's such a cinema, cinematic memory, actually, 
um, you know, with the sun coming in over the mountains, uh, you know, this yellow glowing light and, you know, even touching the the tactile feeling of the Volvo's sun visor as I pulled it down. I can actually just now, and I haven't even thought of that in, in decades, but, you know, there, there was a, almost a, a pocked kind of feeling like a pinpricks, little pinholes in, in that material and, and how that felt on my hand as I pulled it down. And then, and then the other sensory memories of that moment, you know, the smells coming in of, of the car and it's vinyl or whatever it was. And, and just sort of the, the feeling that what is now would be, you know, a vintage element of that car, this, the, you know, the hard metals inside and, and the glass and just how different cars are constructed then. But all of that can come flooding back when I think of that one thing, which really has no no significance. There was nothing significant about that. So again, with this podcast, I'd like to treat it as an opportunity to, to just have the freedom to explore things like that. And I really hope uh, for those listening to this that that if it doesn't if it doesn't sort of provide some level of interest and I and I really don't know if it would uh, I'm not confident that it would but that at the very least that it would prompt you to also kind of mine your own past and and think about those things and and how they kind of just generally add to the richness of your life so that sort of reflection piece is something that's that's important to me that I want to be able to do both while juggling this actual t- stories you know, of a past to, you know, the moments within a present and, and how that present is engaged, you know, with, with the future and, 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 you know, everything that I kind of inhabit now in my life, um, that continuum between past, you know, present and future. And, and so with that reflection too, I also spoke about my sabbatical that's coming up next academic year. And in the past week or so, there's been suddenly, um, kind of a question as to whether or not I'll be coming back to the current role that I have. So again, I, I'm faculty at Sheridan College, and and I'm also um, a coordinator there for the degree program electives. So it's something I've done for almost 10 years, and it's become quite a strong part of my identity in my job at the college. Um, I've made a lot of connections at the college through this. And and so I have a reduced teaching load because of this. And and so a big part of my job, I guess, is administrative. Um, It would be kind of, I guess it would be similar in a way to a chair in a, in a university department, but not quite like that. But, but it, it has, because it doesn't have that sort of supervising type role, but it is a faculty position and it's administrative. So yeah, there's been this question as to whether or not I'll be after my sabbatical, I'll be coming to that. I, I coming back to that, I thought I was. And I still am. Um, it's been agreed to that I'm going to come back to it for at least a year. But, you know, the question has been posed as to whether, you know, there there's a question of just being, you know, equitable and, and possibly making this opportunity available for others. And I totally, totally agree with that. But I guess my, po- my point here and even bringing it up is that this is something that I would have journaled about <laughs> had I been journaling still, because it is something that I'm, you know, it's happening in my life, it's significant, but more than that, it's it's something that's causing me to to kind of look at my own investment in this and why it's important to me and what I'll be doing uh, later if I'm not doing that. So 
Um, and, and those are big kind of questions I have to ask myself and work through and and also just being conscious of, again, that mindfulness and thinking through how this whole situation has made me feel. Has it, has it made me feel vulnerable in my job? Well, it hasn't, like my job is quite secure, but but it's been it's been something that I've had to to address and think about, you know, in terms of the role that that I just you know you, these professional roles that we take on in our lives and 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 how I'm invested in that and how much of that role is part of my identity and how I am made to feel when that role is potentially on the table. Um, it's not a good feeling and uh, it's something that I had to work through and then make sure I got some more clarity from my department, which I just did actually. So that's why I know that I'm coming back to it. Because it was one thing to choose between, uh, even the choice of doing a sabbatical was was difficult um, to, you know, take a, a slight pay reduction to to do this, you know, writing project and 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 just the the emphasis on the time spent, oh, there's another cat coming, um, the time spent, doing this uh doing this writing project is is a lot it's a lot of time to spend on something and it's a lot of pressure in a way so making that decision was this is badger he's really more vocal <laughs> uh making that decision was was difficult but i certainly didn't want to have to choose between you know taking a sabbatical and and this current role that i have because i was worried about you know coming back and not having it at all so anyway, it's been it's been determined that I'm coming back for it, and that's really good. And um, but yeah, it's still something to think about uh, for when I do come back, because obviously this isn't something that's going to last forever, and and I just have to yeah have to adjust to that and and think through what's you know what's going to be next for me. So thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, as I've mentioned in the other ones, I have an email. It's the storied podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, if you want to write a review in wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, that would be much appreciated. It helps the podcast out. In the show notes, I've also got my Instagram account, so you can check that out and other ways to support the podcast. Maybe for today's episode, I'll, I'll throw in a couple pictures of these cats so you can see them. They're, they're pretty ridiculous. So thanks for listening and happy Monday.